Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, it's good to be here with Effective Heart Change. We're starting a special series. This one is actually titled Step by Step, Spiritual Foundations. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. I think this is, you know, I, you hate to say this when you're the person who's authoring it and working it, but man, it's some of the best stuff I've done in a long time. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about putting it out. Well, that's... It's great to be excited about things. When uh, Before we started, I was talking about a book that I've shared with you and the reaction my Sunday school class has given and the enthusiasm. Uh, normally, we start into a book and, and uh, we read as we go along. Not a good idea because most people don't want to read in the first place. But uh, I insisted that they read the book before we start. Now, uh, not everybody's read the whole thing, but they've they've ventured in, and the the response was what you're talking about. It's exciting. There's a there's an anticipation, uh, and and I think step by step is is a great look at that because when we can get in step with somebody or at least tag along, uh, there's an anticipation and there's a an excitement that draws you in, and I believe. God uses that to open the material to even a greater place. So I'm looking forward to it. I actually started with a piece that is going to be a tag team piece. It's going to be after this, but I started with the idea of blockages to receiving. And so I'm, I'm working up this piece called blockages to receiving because I believe that's so key. When we learn to drink in life from God and we're, we're connecting with God, it just it gives us the power to overcome. And it, it's, it's an incredible thing. So I'm writing this piece, and I'm thinking through a lot of our different philosophies and just trying to, okay, how, does this, how do we make this more clear? How do we make this work? How does it work? Yeah, how does that work? And all of a sudden, I started just synthesizing a lot of the different concepts I teach into something that's like, wait a minute, this, this is going to work. And so that's kind of where we're at with step-by-step -step spiritual foundations. I I think it will pull together a lot of what I teach and how I teach it in a way that, that hopefully is going to be relevant and helpful to a lot of people out there. Well, what's our first step? Knowing that I was going to be presenting this information, I went ahead and looked up Maslow's Pyramid of Self-Actualization, it's called. And the bottom layer for that one actually gets into physiology. You know, unless or until our physiological needs are met, we really don't care about much else. And then what's interesting, the next thing he goes to is safe, which the first layer that I talk about at a spiritual level, you know, beyond the physiological level, beyond the body needs, is safe. And the second layer that he talks about is love, acceptance, and belonging, which exactly, I mean, I'd written this stuff without looking at it. That Then he goes to the third, the next layer, which uh, isn't exactly where the language I would use, but it, it's very accurate where you start building self-esteem, and then finally you get to self-actualization. And I bring that because that pyramid talks about, you know, on the hierarchy of needs. You know, I'm going to start at this physical level, but then I'm going to go to this safe level, et cetera. This does the same kind of thing, except 
very different. It talks about the hierarchy of spiritual developments. I start with this first level layer, and I get that somewhat in place. I mean, the physiological needs don't go away. Just because I got older, they continue all the way through. The first layer of spiritual development doesn't go away. It continues all the way through. And then there's a second layer of spiritual development and a third layer, et cetera, et cetera. And so when I'm dealing with addicts, when I'm dealing with people who are dysfunctional and they don't know what to do or how to do, a lot of times I've, I've done this diagnosis. I've done the analysis of, well, you're struggling with this. Well, these layers lay out the key elements. And as you start to see those things and understand, oh, I need to get this thing put in place for me to get better, people don't understand these things. And so then they're floundering and they wonder why they're floundering. Step by step, step by step is a literal thing. Absolutely, and the first one, uh, the way I heard you is, uh, it has to be something that it, physically, well, physiologically. Maslow talks about the physiological because I'm talking about spiritual steps. I ignore that one. I, but, I skip but past. But it's it's it is an entry level. Without that, the, the spiritual may not matter. If there's no body, nothing happens. There you go. In fact. My view, and I believe biblical spirituality, spiritual is tied to the physical. So there are forms of spirituality where they try to separate it, and the spiritual is more real, and it's floating out here, and the body doesn't matter. In fact, you get into the ascetics all the way back where they actually thought it was spiritual to uh, deprive the body and beat the body and et cetera, and so they specifically tried to tear the body down. No, 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 no. In good spirituality, you want a healthy body because the body and the spirit actually work together. It'd be like, uh, the, uh, it seemed to me as gr growing up in religion uh, that it was either father, son, and old, what's his name? Uh, one of them, but, but it was a specialty. Uh, it wasn't Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, Trinity, one God. It was, it, was, it was divided up, and it sounds like we try to do that same thing in, in, the, in the physical and spiritual realm. In biblical spirituality, that spirituality is attached to and is lived through the body, so they're very close, right. but I am dealing with the spiritual side, so I actually do kind of ignore the body side. And I'm glad to talk about it up front that, no, you can't ignore the body side. Everything that we're going to talk about in these steps must be lived out. It must be in, lived out in real time, in a real way. It's words that are spoken. It's actions that are taken. And if you don't get the words and you don't get the actions, it doesn't work. So I, I want to say that up front. But at the same time, we are talking about spiritual steps and step by step. And so the first one that I go into is the idea of safe. It's a package deal. It is a package deal. Yeah. And, and so you're, we're, it's kind of like what Maslow does in that you're growing towards, and again, I hate the words self-esteem and self-actualization because in Christ, I believe it's a partnership. It's a sonship. It's it's where I'm not doing this thing in self. I'm doing it connected to God, and I'm allowing the life of God to flow through me and to live through me. So even the language there, it's just like I, I just kind of cringe at some of those self-words and self-language. But the idea of moving towards 
I start as a child and I move to what I would call adulthood. Well, what's the difference? As a child, and you'll see on the first layers, as a child, it's almost entirely receiving. It's, it's kind of almost passive where I'm just drinking it in. When I get to the ninth layer that I talk about, I'm becoming an adult where my new job is to give it away. Now I become the sower. I become the one that's giving it away more than I am receiving. As you grow, as you age even, uh, it is the input of, of God, uh, and you are an individual creation and, and have that potential unlike anyone else. But uh, it has to be developed, and, and at the point of entry, uh, you're not in a position to develop it. You're in a receiving position. But as you advance, as the participation changes from inactive to more active, uh, it, it, that's where the, the, the depth comes in, it seems. One of the cries of my heart, we don't have enough what I would call adults today. You know, if you look around for mentors, if you look around for people who are deep in the word and they understand some of the concepts that we're going to talk about this. And so they're able to come alongside and they're able to have that perspective and look into your life and speak words of wisdom and give you right kind of counsel. Those people are kind of in short supply. So part of the reason is this step-by-step process, many of them you know, step number five, focus. You know, they never learned to really put that in place. And so if you don't have that in place, six, seven, eight, nine just don't go very well. So we're going to take this and we're going to walk it through step by step uh, through the different layers. And, and I think that's going to be really helpful uh, to those who are listening. And we Want to just stop for a moment, review some of the kinds of things that we've been talking about, and then we'll pick up after the break. Uh, There's encouragement in in the way you've come about doing this, because you talk about how you uh, were aware of the pyramid, and and it was it was there somewhere. It, it had come into your thinking, and basically set aside. I think that's one of the most exciting things in life, and and what you're doing is encouraging us to look back into memory, and and to things that have meant something to us because it, we're we're retaining them, and and then. Uh, I think it's it's a God thing that He takes that and expands it and and gives you a hunger uh, to go deeper to things that you may not have considered before. Let's pick up with the idea of safe because it to me the best way to start understanding the layers is just to talk about the layers. And so the first layer that I talk about is safe. And for us to get it to a spiritual translation, you know, the, this is, these are spiritual layers that we're talking about being laid down. Let's go to the idea of peace. 
when we are receiving the peace of God, we're drinking in the peace of God, or you go to Hebrews 3 and 4 and you talk about the rest of God. You know, that's one that it's taken me a long time to figure <laughs> out. You know, I, I come from a long line of workaholics and, you know, you, you got to carry your weight. And so how do I enter into a place where I'm just really resting in God? If you take those spiritual dynamics and you, you combine them and say, what would this layer look like? I'm, I'm going to lay down this layer of something spiritually. And the word that I came up with, interestingly, similar to what Maslow came up with, with, is the idea of safe. So let's go back to the womb, because this one I actually believe starts literally all the way back to conception. A lot of times what happens in the early months, it's not safe. It's, I mean, mom is not happy about having a baby or, or you've got all kinds of crisis going on. And what's going on in mom's world gets translated to the child. And so the child immediately is just surrounded and covered with fear-based or whatever, worries, anxieties, uh, all of the crises that are going on, uh, we're not getting a spiritual layer of safe laid down in that baby. It's an intimacy that uh, uh, we, if we even pay attention to it, uh, underestimate the, the power of that connection. I mean, it can't be any more connected than that. Than that. Uh, utterly, life depends on this is one I should probably save it till next time, but it makes such a good point. My mom, early on, you know, in, in her pregnancy, didn't want another child. She wasn't ready for another child. She was, et cetera, and, and, and that happens. What was interesting, at age 40, I found myself struggling with layer number two, which is rejection. And so when I heard the story about my mom, I'm like, wow, what went on in the womb had an incredible impact on me that at age 40, I'm still struggling with rejection. I find out about that story. I pray over it. I get that thing surrendered to God. I specifically start looking to the relationships around me in more of a love and acceptance manner to get that layer dealt with. And I find that it makes a huge difference in my life because why? I've addressed a spiritual layer and I've effectively addressed a spiritual layer, first from the negative side, getting it prayed over, getting it handed off to God, then in the positive side of connecting in relationship in ways that started to fill that layer up in me, even though I'm 40 years old. He's just getting started. I'm just getting started. <laughs> it's interesting to me that uh, the, how we come around to discovery. You talked about the guy that influenced this, and it was it was a different kind of study you were doing at the time. But it is relevant uh, in the right time and the right place. And that transformation. I was the last of seven. One time, my mom said you were a mistake. We, we had three boys and three girls, and, and, and uh, she denied that she said that at, at some point in her life, but she did say it. And, and so I can identify with what you said, but uh, what you do with it is what really matters, and that, that spiritual end of it is what I really find attractive in this material. So if you go back to the layer of safe, which is that first layer, 
it really is received. Remember, I talked about in the last segment, I talked about we go from child to adult. So in the first layer, we are mostly child. There is a receiving. Now, especially when we get to the second layer, and I'm sorry to bounce around, go places we're not there yet. But the second layer, I have found this love and acceptance. A person can be showered with love and acceptance and just say, well, no, don't believe it. Don't believe you love me and choose. They can literally block it in a way that they don't get better. What I find with the safe area, you still have some of that ability to choose. You still have some ability to to grab hold of the anxiety and not to receive the safe. So there is a spiritual something going on in that baby in the womb that is already beginning to choose, beginning to connect. It's not activity the way we think of normal mental activity, but it, it's not totally passive. At least this is what I believe. I, and, and part of where I go with that is just the classic that we have in Scripture is Jacob and Esau, and they're fighting in the womb. There's already stuff manifesting. There's already an ability to choose going on in the womb. But from what we know about mental activity and language and choice, it's not the normal choice that we think of a three-year-old or a five-year-old or an adult making, but there's some kind of choosing to connect or choosing to not connect that's already, I think, is happening there in the womb. So, presence. Uh, We are uh, a product of a man and a woman coming together, but we are the creation of God. So, what part of, of safe is the presence of God, because that's how the, the conception— That's the way it should work. Yeah. It, when you're asking that question, hopefully, mom and dad, you want the really ideal picture. Mom and dad want the child. But even at that, what they want and what the, the reality is isn't always the same. So, so I'm, not, I'm not asking— about them, I'm I'm saying what in the presence of God, that has to be a marker uh, to the to the good. Let's just start with what you're saying. The baby is created by God. Psalm 139. The baby is breathed into existence by God. So there, He uses the natural processes. I mean, there is a genetic code. There, there is the coming together of the parents. But yet there is, and I believe at the spiritual level, primarily there is a God-breathed spiritual being. I teach about spiritual gifts, and I get into the deepest part of spirituality are passions and desires. So the child is not just a product of the parents, but there's a God-breathed part of the child. So what you're talking about here, totally irrespective of the parents— not even happening with the influence of the parents, you have that God-breathed child who has a capacity to connect with, to hear, if you will, and not hearing the way we think about hearing, but to connect with and to drink in and to receive the presence and the life of God apart from that environment. Now, what I also believe in the spiritual heritage principles where God talks about this in the Ten Commandments, that the sins of the fathers will be passed the third and fourth generation, which means also the righteousness of the parents is passed to, actually he says, to many, many generations, not just the third and the fourth. 
So you have that law of spiritual heritage. So you have these competing things. You have the presence of God there. You have the heritage there. You also have the active spiritual environment of the parents that is present in that particular place. So this baby is already, I mean, just barely breathed into conception, is already has these competing things that are going on right there in the womb. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And, and we, tend to, we tend to get hung up on one or the other. Uh, it's either the bad influence of the parents or wonderful influence of, of, of the Spirit of God, and, and it's, it's all a part of the, of the mesh. What we have done with spirituality over the last hundreds of years, we've turned it into an intellectual piece. We've turned it into make a decision. Have you made a decision for Christ? Have you received Christ? And we turn it into like a a single, simple, one-thing decision where I argue with you and hopefully I win the argument and so you surrender and you give your life to Christ. That's the picture of spirituality that we have. Now, if you're hearing what I'm talking about today and and the discussion that we're having here, what happens? You've got spiritual layers that are being laid down, and this idea of safe, the idea of love and acceptance and, and starting to feel like I belong, if those layers are in place, it's a whole lot easier for me to hear the message of Christ at a later time and go, yeah, that's what I want. If those layers aren't in place, I can hear the message of Christ, and my skepticism is going to be incredibly high because I tend to think from inside of my experience. And your experience is incredibly governed by whether or not these layers have been laid down in you. And obviously, that's, that's you. That's not just what happens to you. You have some cooperation in that. You have participation in it. but. It's also much, it's also incredibly significant what's available to you during that, that womb experience. That, that's, that's just a wild idea. But the participation, uh, that, that just almost overwhelms me because I can, I can now, as an as a older individual, I can, I can look back and, and your experience with the way you came up with the material. I'm in the midst of of several things right now that are building piece on piece, step by step, as you will, and 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 I'm I'm just blown away at the things that come to mind from things that I participated in personally, but also in things that that I read or that someone else has found important, and and. The building process of all those things coming together is it gets me up in the morning and I get excited because I can't wait to, to, to see what's coming. And, and, and the, the participation, uh, God and the individual, the parents, the, the, everything surrounding you uh, just is exciting. That's what I love about life right now. And I've written this stuff, and so I'm like, I mean, I could come here and I could say, wow, just let me tell you how smart I am, and And it it hasn't happened that way. It's been a step-by-step process of me going to class, teaching, people asking questions, 
me praying about the questions they ask, maybe running across a scripture or a book or, you know, who knows what. And just little by little, it's like God's speaking here and there and I'm participating. Where I mean, this process is happening. And all of a sudden I start writing this stuff. It just kind of flows out of me. And when I'm done, it's amazing for me to look at it and go, that wasn't me. You know, to really yeah, honestly absolutely. be able to look at that and go, God, thank you for what you have done. I participated in it, but it really is. It's, I can honestly look at this stuff and not go, wow, I'm, I'm smart, but go, wow, look at what God did. God did it. It's mutual uh, work, good work, uh, great, great to be able to, to visualize, help somebody else visualize what God has brought to you and and the 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 fulfillment of that the 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 oneness that you experience with God is a gift I believe that has been given and should be appreciated. Well, we want to take some time just to reflect on what we've been talking about, and then we'll continue right after this. We've been doing this session, and it mostly has meant to be an introduction. Now, in order to introduce it, we've kind of dove off the deep end and started talking about what happens in the womb and a lot of different things. But as a part of the introduction, let me just run through the layers so that you have a little bit of an idea. First layer, which we've already talked about, is safe. The second layer is belonging, which again, let me say this spirituality is so much different than language. I mean, many times I find when I'm talking about spiritual topics, especially in an intellectual scientific culture, we just don't have words for it. So what I've ended up doing with each of these layers is I end up providing a lot of words, uh, multiple words. So in the second layer, which I call belonging, I use a lot. I use love, acceptance, and belonging. And then on the flip side of that would be rejection or abandonment, et cetera. So there's a lot of different words, but they're common layers that need to be laid down. I, I need the safe layer laid down. I need the belonging layer laid down. Uh, the, the next one is covered or covering, you know, which gets into fathering, which gets into protection and nurture and care, and it also gets into loyalty and trust on the other end. And so you get just a lot of words happening in this particular area of, can we get this laid down? Then I talk about creativity, where you actually begin to figure out who you are and explore. God doesn't want robots. He wants us to have creativity, uh, focus, genuine caring, ownership and integrity, influencing and committing. And committing is kind of that last mission piece where I really begin to be an adult. And I'm, I'm now defining who I am, what my purpose is, where I should go. So many people today are wondering, oh, well, who am I? What's my purpose? I, I just don't understand. Well, part of the reason you don't understand is you've never grown up. And to grow up, there is a walking through these different stages. There's a walking through these different layers. And you have people who are trying to be adults who have never learned to focus on anything long enough to figure out if that's who they were 
or if maybe it was something different, so I'm missing this layer up here, but yet I'm still trying to be an adult down here. There's a progression, step by step. So one of the things that, that what you said brought to mind is uh, nephews and nieces, got lots of them, and gifted in different ways. Uh, uh, one right now was brilliant. Uh, I saw a video the other day, first piano lesson. He was he was playing. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't one note. He was he was playing. Uh, so obviously has a gift. But on the other end of things, physically, not particularly coordinated at all. I mean, there there's stages and there's steps that that the process requires, and 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 the order is important. Uh, you may get something out of order, but there's there's a space there that needs filling, and so I can identify with particularly the safe place because in in a relationship of any kind, you have to feel like you want to be there, that that I can say or be who I am or find out who I am even, and it's it's okay. What you're saying is absolutely so right. You, you go through these nine layers and you, you take a look at that. It is truly a pyramid. You, you've got an idea of moving up a pyramid and each one builds on the previous one. So when we look at these layers and you start with safe, safe doesn't go away with the second one. In fact, the second layer is love, acceptance, and belonging. Tell me that you can have safe without a feeling of love, acceptance, and belonging. Each one builds on the previous one and is able to erase the previous one or enhance the previous one. You don't stop with one just because you move into the next one. And particularly safe, because safe is something that we require to move on. Uh, we have to feel comfortable. We have to feel uh, maybe not comfortable, but at least accepted, and 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 it's positive or negative. It's going to happen. Let me jump ahead to the word focus, which I've already referred to once. The whole idea of focus. How many people are ADD? How many people? Well, I can't memorize. Well, I can't focus. Guess what? One of the main reasons why people can't focus, not safe. When you don't feel safe, then guess what? I'm going to have anxiety. When I have anxiety, anxiety very much aligns with ADHD or ADD or whatever you want to call it from, from the latest alphabet soup. And so when I've got this anxiety, I'm going to bounce from here to here to here to here to here. So if I don't have safe, it works all the way through all of the layers, but so does love, acceptance, and belonging. If I don't feel like I'm a part of this organization, it completely changes everything about how I do everything. So these are incredible layers, and it's not something I'm going to try to convince you of intellectually. It's reality. I mean, we are talking real spiritual layers that are driving real day-by-day -day responses, and you probably aren't even aware of most of them or what's even driving you, how it's even happening. Basis of relationship, what, what we're talking about. Is this, if you can't, if you're not in a safe place, 
uh, I, you just can't have a decent relationship. There, there is no reciprocal thing. So these layers lay out stuff that is needed for you to be healthy. And I work with addicts a lot. I work with broken people a lot. I'm able, after a while, to start looking going, oh, okay, you're really missing this layer. So we need to work on this particular layer. And you're able to focus. And this is the way it works. If you want to grow, you want to get better, then if you can isolate a layer and you can hand it off to God in the negative and you can get a hold of God in the positive and you can have relationships with people in the positive, now a layer that maybe I should have built up at age three, now that I'm 45, now that I'm 60, I'm able to create a new set of relationships that are going to start addressing that layer. This is a whole different concept of spirituality than what we've done mostly. And again, I'm, I'm the Bible guy. I'm the content guy. I'm the intellect guy. But we've done Christianity almost entirely from an intellectual standpoint where learn these doctrines and it will take care of you. No, you can learn every doctrine that Scripture has to lay out and not feel safe. At some point, that that doctrine has to translate to these spiritual layers where I understand that the death of Jesus on the cross translates to, wow, he loves me, he accepts me. So I'm starting to get that layer, but it goes one step farther. He's going to surround me. He's going to protect me. So it actually goes into this safe layer. I can have all of the intellectual understanding in the world and not really translate to being touched spiritually, changed spiritually. Well, let's take a break, talk about some of the introductory concepts, and then we'll continue. Well, it's been a fun discussion today. If you can't tell, this is stuff that I'm passionate about, and I'm passionate because I believe it gives tools to people that they haven't had to make real change. And I'm passionate. We call it effective heart change for a reason. I'm passionate about people being able to see what Christ has done translate to their lives in a way to make their lives better. The, the phrase that came to mind was get real. Uh, and, and, and what you're talking about is you talk about your alphabet soup of the idea, all the abbreviations in all the places we get hung up. They're hang-ups. And, and, and they turn into hangouts because we're obsessed with this isn't right. There's something wrong here. I've got to do something. Uh, and, and God's saying, Get real. Let's get in a relationship. Let's look at the things one and and build. Got to have a safe place to start, and we're going to build from there. But get real. Uh, be honest with yourself. And as you're saying that, I go back to one liner that I use a lot. If it don't show up, you won't grow up. Well, guess what? You're going to have the lack in these layers. You're going to have the fact that it wasn't laid down. Everybody. And it's going to show up 
and you're going to want to go and hide or be angry or do who knows what. But the reality is when it shows up, you can get real. You can be honest. Hopefully you're in a kind of a body where there is love and acceptance and there is some understanding of these principles to where they can love you through that thing. They can help you walk through that thing. This is the kind of community we're working to create to where you can be absolutely real. Stuff can show up that's ugly stuff, and we have some understanding of what would it take to walk that thing through until you're completely healed, transformed, able to walk as an adult, to bring life to other people in the very area where you were once broken. And imagine the idea that you have a, uh, a drive enough that you go look for a place that you if, keep your ears and your eyes open and look for things instead of obsessing with the negativity and, and living there and never making any progress. Good stuff. I hope that even just this intro gives you hope, gives you that drive to seek it out. If nothing else, come back and listen. We're going to have several more of these sessions. And I hope you can get a hold of some things that will be life-changing for you. Come join us again on Effective Heart Change. Video production 